Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Scott, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all He's done, is doing, and will do. O God, the author of peace and lover of unity, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, As I read your words in scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. Romans chapter 1. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was descended from David, according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship, to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all those in Rome, who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you, or I mention you, always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far I have been prevented in order that I may reap some harvest among you, as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, 
For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on this scripture, I'm reminded that the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ is so good. Like it's the type of thing that people say is too good to be true. And yet this is true. Jesus really did take on the fullness of human flesh, live here on earth among humanity. He did go to the cross, die the death that we deserved, taking on our sin, our shame. And he did rise from the dead three days later. This good news is so good that the reality is that the risen Jesus is king of the nations. This gospel is God's power to save people and it reveals God's own righteousness. That God always does what is right and just and that God is faithful to his promises. It is such good news that it deserves a response. In verse 5, we read a little bit about the mission of Paul as an apostleship, or as an apostle. It says he received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all nations. 
Another version has this written, Through him we have received grace and apostleship to bring about believing obedience among all the nations for the sake of his name. In other words, our believing or our faith in Jesus should not just be mental assent. It should be borne out or shown forth in believing obedience, faith-filled obedience to God, to God our Father, to Jesus our Lord, to the Holy Spirit, our Comforter and Guide. This is what I'm reminded of, that God is so good. The gospel is true and right and good, and it demands a response from my heart, from my life, an active response. So my question for each of us today is how are we responding in believing obedience to the good, great, beautiful, wonderful news of Jesus.
God, we come before you full of praise, full of worship, declaring your holiness, your goodness. And we are thankful, Lord Jesus, that you came. You lived the life we should have lived. You died the death we deserved to die, and you were raised again to new life. And you are the king of this world. We bless your name. And we ask that you would show us where and how we can live in believing obedience to you. That through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come. Amen.